but I'm going to skip verse number 8 today um, because it's, it connects with a lot that will happen after verse number 10. So I felt that um, when we are now looking from verse number 10, then we'll go back again and join, I mean, verse number 11, we'll join that with verse number, with verse number 8. Because verse number 8, uh, basically what we wanted to look at there, or what we are going to be looking at on verse number 8 is the aspect of the law. Remember what we said when we started, that there are three things that we see in the first eight verses. The first one, we are introduced to the king, and then we are introduced to the kingdom, and we are introduced to the law. All right? We are introduced to the king, the kingdom, and the law. Now, these three things, are it's exactly what makes up any, any kingdom. You need a king, and you know, the king obviously has a domain, that is the territory that he governs, and then you need the law. Uh, the law of the king in order for there to be order in the kingdom. And as we will look at that, you also see that what is considered law in a kingdom is the word of the king. The word of the king is law in a kingdom. So today we are going to look at verse number 9, Esther chapter number 1, verse number, verse number 9. Praise the Lord. Right, are you there? So the title for this lesson, which is lesson number seven, I'm sure, it is um, authority. We'll be talking about authority today. Queen Vashiti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace which belonged to King Ahasuerus. Queen Vashiti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace which belonged to King Ahasuerus. Now, what we find here, number one, we are introduced to a new person, all right? And that's the queen. So it's Queen Vashti. So we are introduced to another personality. We are introduced to a new person, and that person is the queen. Now, this is only a couple of verses. If you check the very first verse, we are introduced to the king. Then as you go on, you find different characters that are there. And after that, you then find the queen. Okay, so it's not really according or in the order of you know, importance. But my point is, the introduction to every kingdom is the king. And everything emanates from the king. So when you understand the king, then you also have a better understanding of every other personality in the kingdom. So there is the king, his generosity. Now you know this guy who is the king. Now then the Bible says, Queen Vashiti. Now you're introduced to the queen. Now you see that this lady who is coming in, who is the queen, is married to this awesome, generous guy who is ruling and reigning over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. A wealthy guy, a generous guy, a guy of class, a rich guy. So now we find the queen. 
Now, the title queen in this context is a title that is given to a lady married to the king. A title given to this woman who is married to the king. Which means before she was married to the king, she was a commoner. She was just a person. Just like Esther, as we'll continue to see as we proceed with the book, just like Esther was just like a normal girl. A normal girl in the community, um, not known to, to anyone except the few people around. And the following day, the person who was just a commoner has now become a queen because of the choice, not of the queen, but because of the choice of the king. So Vashiti is a queen because she is married to the king. She is a choice of the king. Now to be chosen, as you continue to, 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 to see, it has everything to do with the king, not with the person who is chosen. Okay? Now when you went into a shop and you bought the jacket, the shorts, the whatever that you're putting on today, it was because of your choice. It, this did not scream and say, me, me, choose me, choose me. It was just there. So when you are putting it on, it's a reflection of your choice. It reflects you. Remember when we were talking about chosen, right? Everything that you possess reflects your character. It reflects who you are. The woman that you got married to. Okay. <laughs> so Queen Vashid, so we are introduced to the queen. So she was a nobody up until the king said, it's you that I want. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 11 to 13. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 11 to 13. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Are you seeing this? You were once... Not a people. You were in the world without hope and without God. That's a miserable state. Without God, without hope, you were not even a people. Strangers to the commonwealth of Israel. Which means when they were talking about inheritance, when they were talking about wealth, you were not even mentioned as partakers of that wealth. But now... In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by what? By the blood of Jesus. Not by your good works, not by your performance. You were brought near by the blood of Jesus. Not by your own blood, 
not by your family where you come from, not by your education, not by how smart you appear to be, but you were brought near by the blood of Jesus. Not by your prayer, not by your giving, not by your generosity. You were brought near by the blood of Jesus. You need to always remember what brought you into the palace. It is the king. What brought you into the palace? It is the blood of Jesus. What made you to be counted? It is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. What has give, you know, who has given you the, the health that you have? Jesus. Everything has to point to Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. In the book of Deuteronomy, he says, remember it is God who gives you the power to produce wealth. It is God who gives you the power to produce wealth. Do you know that there are people who are smarter than you who are dead? Okay. Praise God. Right, so that's the queen. No how you became one, know how you came into the palace. You know, the same book, Ephesians, you know, if you read verse 8, verse 9, it says, by grace, for by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of your works. No. Lest any man should boast. Because what you will see, maybe next week when we look at verse 10, you will see now, Vashiti forgot how she got into the palace. Okay. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Now we are on point number two now. The queen made a feast. All right. Vashiti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace. So the king is making a feast. And Vashiti also made a feast. Okay? Which is amazing. Right? The king is making a feast. Vashiti is making a feast. That's good. What does it show you? It shows that the same authority that the king had, the king had transferred the same authority to Vashiti. Okay? The making of the feast by Vashiti was in accordance to the will of the king. Because the two were not supposed to mix. So men were having their own that the king made for his officials. And on the other side, the queen also made a feast for the women. I want you to say this is powerful. All right. Romans 13, verse 1. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Let everyone be subject to authority, to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. So, 
what made Vashti to command the feast was because she was under the authority of the king. She was subject to the authority of the king. That's why she was in authority. Okay? Her relationship with the king gave her the authority. So you are only in authority when you are subject to authority. You are only in authority when you are humble. You are only in authority when you understand the authority that is above you. And the good thing is, when you understand the authority that is above you, you will know that what that authority above you does, you can do. If he makes a feast, you can make a feast. Because you are one. Remember, she became a queen because of marriage. Marriage qualified her to become a queen. And you and me are qualified because of the relationship we are betrothed to Christ. We are in a marriage. We are married to Christ. Now, the same authority that is in him has been transferred to us. But it can only work when we understand, number one, our relationship. Number two, when we understand submission to that authority. You are only in authority when you are under authority. And at every level of life, God has established authority. In a family, there is authority that God has established. He has put the man as the head of the family. It is authority. Now, authority does not mean that those under your authority are inferior. It means order. Okay? Authority simply means order. It's God setting up an order so that confusion is avoided. And authority is the very first thing that the devil attacked in the garden where Eve, when Eve assumed authority over the man by providing to the man when it was supposed to be the other way. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right, are you hearing me? And now, when you read there, God says, your desire shall be, speaking to the woman, your desire shall be to rule over your man. And we see it. Women's desire is to rule over their men. It's normal. It's there in the Bible. It was part of the case. It was not part of the blessing. It was part of the case. Your desire shall be to rule over your men. And now because of that desire to rule over your men, you see what happens? You will lose authority because you will not be under authority. So the very same trail, if you now come into the setting of the church where Christ is the head 
And the church is the body of Christ. We are subjected or we subject ourselves to the authority of Christ if we are to continue in authority. But if we begin to pride in our own abilities, we will remove ourselves from the authority of God and what we will have, they are empty words that lack power and authority. When the Bible says there's no male, no female, there's no Gentile, no Jew, it's talking about to us who are in Christ as believers. But it does not talk about your house. That there's no male, no female in your house. There's no male, no female. Well, I'm, I'm just passing through there. But the point that I actually wanted on this verse is this. There is no authority except that which God has established. Which means if God has not established that authority, then it's not authority. You know, the Bible says when the righteous rule are in authority, are in power, the people rejoice. I know a lot of people, um, we, we actually pray for the unrighteous who are in power. Instead of removing the unrighteous and put the righteous in power, we pray that God blesses the righteous, the unrighteous that are in power. For some reason, we think that, that they will become righteous if we pray for them. The Bible is clear when the righteous are in authority, not the unrighteous, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. God keep the president there. Is he righteous? Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm just passing through. So authority is not derived from experience, age, name, but from relationship. Okay? The relationship with the king. If you are varsity, when the king makes the feast, you can make the feast also. You have authority to also command. You cannot be saying, when the king is saying, let there be a feast, you are the one on the ground to try and make the feast come to pass. No. You also have the same power to command a feast also. You see, the power that is in the words that you declare, the words that you speak, Job 22, verse 28. You shall also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. Who shall declare? You shall also declare. Now, you only have the authority and the power to declare. I want to emphasize this. When you are subject to the authority of God, now, how are you subject to the authority of God? We are subject to the authority of God when we are humble ourselves to this book. And let this book be and have the final say in our lives. That's humility. Humility, it's not seen like, you know, when we grew up, you know, people is a sign of humility. You will find them rolling all over the place in the time of prayer, you know. 
Oh, there's nothing wrong with that if you feel like doing it. But it, you are not in any way, it's not a sign of humility. And because as long as your prayer is not guided by the word of God, you can be rolling on the floor and be very proud at the same time. Okay? So humility is have this book. Have the final say. If this book tells you you are righteous, humility says amen. If God says you are above and not beneath, humility is saying amen. If God says you are healed by his stripes, humility says I am healed. Humility says I have got peace with God. Not God is angry with me. Humility is subjecting yourself to the governing authority. And this word is the authority of the king. Are you hearing me? This word is the authority of the king. If the king say, Vashiti, make a feast. Humility is going ahead and making a feast. Humility is not saying, oh, where I come from, my background, I've never made a feast before. You know, me, me, how can you, you know, a king, me? Will they listen to me? Will the people listen to me? You know, that's not humility. That's why God says to Jeremiah, you know what? Before I formed you, I knew you. You cannot give me all those reasons. I cannot do it. I'm too young. Before I formed you, I knew you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Humility says, I will do it. Because you said it. That's humility. Praise God. So there is no humility when there is ignorance of the king. Every person, every religious person who claims to be humble is not humble, is proud. If you don't know the king, you cannot be humble. Because you are being humble to who? Because you need to know the king in order for you to submit yourself to the king. You can't claim humility if you don't know what the king has said. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So you shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. Where is it coming from? It is coming from the understanding and the knowledge that the king decrees and he has given me the same authority by virtue of my relationship and marriage to him. Therefore, as he is, so are we in this world. So if he decrees and speaks the things that are not as though they are, what do I do? Humility is also beginning to speak the things that are not as though they are. Seeing, oh barren woman, stretch your tents, enlarge the, the tent of your dwelling. Why? Because the Lord, who is your maker, is your husband. And he says, you will not be put to shame. The Lord never disappoints. The king never disappoints. You cannot be married to a king and not have authority. Queens are given crowns. 
on the ceremony where you become a queen, they give you a crown, a sign that you reign, you rule, you are in authority. Your uncle cannot just see you the way he used to see you, just, just budge from knowing. No. You don't know what the Bible says? Mordecai will not just budge into the... Ah, that's my cousin. We grew up together. You know, my cousin, I, I'm here, I want to see Esther. You want to see who? They'll beat you up. You are calling our queen Esther. I've come to see Esther. Esther. Everything changes. Call her Esther when you're having a conversation with her directly. No one is there. Praise the Lord. But as long as you knock on the door and say, who do you want to see? You say Esther. Esther will take you from the prison. Now, this is how the demons respect you. Let me repeat that. What I'm saying now, it's exactly how demons respect you. But the problem is, you don't respect yourself the way the demons respect you. If only you elevate yourself to the revelation the devil has of, of your life, you'll be successful. If you pray next time, he says, God, just give me the revelation that you have given the devil about me. Prayer point for this week. God, open my eyes and give me a revelation that you have given the devil about me. The devil recognized Jesus when the religious people failed to recognize Jesus. They needed the revelation of Jesus that the demons had. Every time the devils and the demons confronted Jesus, or were confronted rather by Jesus, they knew who he was. Religious men did not know. They wanted to stone him. Demons were running away from him. So you see, the devil has better revelation. God, how can Job not worship you? Look what you have done. You have put a fence, a age of protection around him. You see, the devil had a revelation of the level of protection. Meanwhile, Job was busy sacrificing in fear of the devil. Ah, maybe my children sinned without me knowing, you know, maybe so that things don't go bad for us. Now, Job does not have a revelation that the devil has. While Job is thinking that he is being protected by the sacrifices and the altars that he is establishing, the devil knows that it is God who has put a hedge of protection and there is no access to this guy. You are killing yourself by your ignorance. Oh, that thing that I was afraid of has finally affected me. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation. God, give me the revelation that the devil has about me. You are fine. Because if we say, give me the revelation that you have, because the one that you are afraid of is the devil. That's why you are not respecting the God revelation. Because you think the devil has got more power. If you hear it from the devil, if the devil comes to your house today in the evening, right? like you know the devil, you see how you picture the devil with horns and all that. If he comes and says, Alan, Alan, I'm afraid of you. 
there is a protection around you, I can't touch you. You come and testify on Sunday. The devil was at my house. He's afraid of me. Or yeah, they went to Sangomas and the Sangoma says, no, we are failing. There is this one who is covered by the blood. We are failing to attack him. You come and say, yeah, no, you see, they went to Sangomas for me. But the Sangoma says, no, 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 we can't touch him because he's under the blood. Now you are respecting that. That becomes a testimony. But when God tells you you have got it, you doubt it. Unbelief comes. Alan said it. Unbelief comes by hearing. Hearing what? The devil. And we like him so much. But you shall decree a thing. And it shall be established. From the understanding that you have. That the God that I worship spoke things into existence. And he said let there be light. And there was light. So I will declare. I will decree a thing. I will also say. Oh the king said let there be a feast. I will also declare let there be a feast. For the women, and it shall be. Praise the Lord. That's authority. You have authority, and your authority is coming from your relationship with God. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. <clears throat> A lot of us are being jubbed and twisted and paying for things that God says are for free in His word. You know why? Because we don't know our authority, we don't know that we are already married. We think the pastor is more married to God than like the first the pastor is the first wife God has got many wives pastor is first wife or bishop is first wife pastor apostle second wife a prophet then me I'm fifth wife or I'm part of the concubines of Jesus Jesus does not have concubines he does not have side chicks he doesn't have girlfriends we are, we are together. We are the bride of Christ. We are. We are in the palace. We have the same authority. Hmm. When it comes to how we exercise authority over the enemy, we have the same authority. Where authority differs is on the administration of the work. Then he gets some to be. So administration some to be prophets, some to be apostles, some to be teachers. Now, if you hand over your marriage certificate to another, you will never sleep with your husband. Just as daddy is at my house. You will never sleep with your husband. <laughs> powerful. This is powerful. This is powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. You think God only stays at someone's house, not at your house. My husband, he, he, for others, God is never at home. They only meet him once when they come here. He stays at other people's houses. He's never at their house. They are looking for him. There is no roster for God. He is at my house. He is at your house. You are married as well. You are a queen. You don't stay outside the palace. You stay in the palace with the king. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Behold, I give you the power. Not some people, not pastors. Behold, I give you the power. Matthew 10, verse 7 to 8. And as you go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You, the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you received, freely give. Okay? So now, others, I, I always say, it, I've said this before, that those who make you pay, it's because they were made to pay. Okay, can I say that again? Anyone who makes you pay, it's a sign that they were also made to pay. Which means it is not of God. Because everything that is of God was given freely and it ought to be given freely. If payment is required, remember the series on the Holy Spirit? He has been given to us to reveal the things that are freely given to us. Okay? So, when you pay for it, know that whatever you are getting there is not coming from God. I don't care if they talk in, speak in terms of angels, if they say Jesus is Lord. You know, a lot of people are fooled because that church says Jesus. The pastor says Jesus. He preaches from the Bible. He says Jesus is Lord. You know, you know remember at some point um, many years ago in, 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 in another church where, you know, there was talk about um, Satanists. You know, Satanists are getting into churches. So every time you come to church, you were asked to put a, you know, to have a queue outside and says, say, uh, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Then say the power in the blood of Jesus is Lord. Because they say, they say that uh, there's a scripture in the book of First John um, that says every spirit that does not believe that Jesus is Lord and he came in the flesh is not of God. So we so would stand by the door and say, yeah, Jesus is Lord. If you say Jesus is Lord, then he is not Satanist. Uh, look, Satanists can say Jesus is Lord. Read your Bible. The devil himself, not these ones that are trained and recruited, the devil himself believes that Jesus is Lord and he trembles. He can say it. Do you think he can say that Jesus is Lord? It's normal. They always say it. Okay, he says, now, 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 this one is clean because he said Jesus is Lord. We're ignorant. Now we realize that there are Satanists who say Jesus is Lord, who preach from the Bible. But they are not in authority. Why? Because this book is not the final authority. You know them by their fruits. Not by their testimonies, but by their fruits. <clears throat> I was saying to someone, well, I mentioned it the other time, that it's only now that I, I have come to understand why God told me three years ago, to discontinue the sharing of testimonies in the church, in our church. He said to me, because if you allow them to testify, people are going to come for things 
not for the word. So let people not testify and stand and testify, no? So that those who come, they are coming for the word. Testimonies have fooled a lot of people. People are fooled by testimonies. Well, cooked testimonies. <laughs> but now, now God says, now we can testify. Now it is time for people to testify the goodness because those that came and would sit down and listen to you for three years, or ever since we started, more than three years now, they were coming for the word, nothing else. They were just respecting the authority of God. Not coming for things. I know a person who was impregnated. Is that the right word? Pregnant. Yes. By someone. Because of a, a prophet. And they played a trick on that person. Ah, interesting. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. True, true story. And then I get it. <laughs> so... They saw that this lady is desperate, you know, obviously she wanted to get married, blah, blah, blah. You know, she was a single mother. Then the prophet um, prophesied, you know, you know, I see you, you're getting married. There's a guy who is going to come. He drives a white BMW, number plate, so and so, what, 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 what is going to come on such a day. This is phone number. He will call you and he's the right person for you. And the whole church was in, whoa, I mean, this true story, right? Person I know. Now, the prophet then had the person. The, the prophet knew the BMW. The prophet had the guy. The prophet had the number and just told the guy, go to this person. And the person, you know, received a call from the number that the prophet mentioned. It was a white BMW. It was the number plate. And uh, this is exactly, came to church, testified. Everybody says, amazing. What? I'm trying to think about... 15 or so years ago, God said something to me that has shaped the way I do ministry. He says, I answer, no, I, I mark the formula, not the answer. You can copy the answer, but the question is the formula. God is into formula. How did we get to the answer? So at one time, I had a fight with other people they were saying, well, you are not teaching people to give. Others are busy teaching people to give. That's why they have a lot of money. Then I say, do you know the formula that they are using? Because money coming, it's not an issue. We know how to make money come. Because we sat in meetings where we discussed. How can we get money out of them? But I refuse to be a part of it. I told them, now, when I went and I told my church that where I was sitting, they were planning on how to trick you to get money. You see where the problem is? But you see, people fought me for telling them they are being tricked. They said, you are, you are not after our prosperity. You don't want us to prosper. I was an enemy for telling people that no, we don't celebrate answer. We celebrate the formula. It is a how it is done. Okay? So we've got a verse. So that person got pregnant. Now she's pregnant. You know, she's got a child. Supporting the child. A testimony of the prophetic. <clears throat> Look, 
prophecy works. Prophecy works. I've prophesied in my life. God has got power, a lot of it. But this is authority. Humility is knowing this book. You cannot say, I'm, I'm humble. Do you know the Bible? You don't read your Bible, but you're humble. How are you humble? How can you be a humble without the book? Me, I'm a humble person. When we come to your funeral, we say, oh, she was very humble. When, we say, when people say she was humble, they simply say she was quiet. And she was soft-spoken. That's what humility is to people. Not this book. No one who is there is no one who is uh, an unbeliever who is humble because they save the devil the devil is proud jesus came and says you are like your father the devil you can't you can't you can't encounter a, a humble pharisee okay <clears throat> let's stick to yeah but well that's what we're doing we are talking Authority. Authority is from. Now listen now. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. <clears throat> Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. This scripture, it was a scripture to my freedom. This, this verse here, it was my, a verse to my freedom. This one here. I had it on my screensaver on the phone. I would rather obey God than human beings. When Moses was of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer affliction with God's children than to enjoy temporary pleasures of sin. He refused. It's called maturity. When he got a revelation of who he was, he said, Pallas, no. I would rather humble myself to who I am truly. So, when we talk about authority, it is this book here. It's not what you do to people. It's your respect for this word. So the apostles said, we would rather obey God. So who is your authority? God is your authority. Now how do we know that you are humble? Not by how you walk, but by how you speak. Does a lot of pride come out of you? When you say, I'm poor, it's pride coming out. <clears throat> I'm poor, I'm here, I'm a nobody. Pride is... God, I'm useless. I'm nothing. You're nothing. If it is your wife, you say, mm, Pride. If it's your husband, quickly tell them pride. You know, we have developed that in our, in our home where we don't need to agree. If it is not in accordance to the word of God, I will not agree with you. I will remind you. 
We don't have money. No, we have to quickly fix that and make it line up. It's not easy. But we are helping each other to be humble. What are you doing at your house? Are you helping each other to be proud? Right? What are you doing? You, you, just, you just see problems. That's what you meditate on. Humility zero. The king has made a feast. Make a feast. Jesus says, all authority has been given to you. What do you do? I have authority. You are not useless. You cannot be in power and be useless. That's why sometimes I sometimes you know, believe that these people who are in power in our governments and they are looting, they are clever. Let me repeat it. Yeah, they are looting. They are clever. They know that position must give them something. You don't know position has to give you something. You think position has to make you poor. Because blessed are the poor in spirit. Because they will see God. <laughs> you know what that verse means? When it says blessed are the poor in spirit. Because they will see God. Now we are no longer poor in spirit. It was before the cross. So the poor in spirit were those who acknowledge their shortcomings. We are inadequate, frustrated, because poverty frustrates. Right? It makes you feel weak. Even if you don't have coronavirus. Poverty alone can make you feel weak. It can make you cough. It can make you feel weak. It can make you confused. It can make you feel like your bones have been crushed. Poverty can do all those things that coronavirus can do. Now the positive that is powerful is now the corona one. It's no longer the HIV. It's the new positive in town. Are you positive or negative? I'm, I, I'm now positive. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> HIV, it's no longer, it's no longer strong. <laughs> Let me, let's round up there, say. John chapter 1, verse 12. No, but let's start with chapter 19 of the book of Acts so that we laugh a little bit. Then, then we bring this to an end. <clears throat> right. Then Satan, you see, we call our kids queen, eh, queen. Mine is queen, queen is one day, queen what? <laughs> Names don't make queens queens. <laughs> A queen. <laughs> then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. the name of the Lord Jesus saying, we adjure you, like we cast you out by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, the religious guys, seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. They called people with evil spirits. And they says, we cast you out by the 
by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But who are you? He says, no, I'm, I'm queen. I'm queen from Magopane. You're queen from Magopane. You don't have power. <laughs> and the men in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. They were beaten thoroughly by evil spirits. It says, how can you command us to make a feast? Who are you? And because my name is Queen. Your name is Queen. Are you married to the king? It's because what gives you the authority is not the name. What gives you the authority is your relationship. Are you getting this? A satanist can say Jesus. Remember the example that I gave you? It's not Jesus, like in the name of Jesus, I, whatever you pray in the name of Jesus. No, it's not the putting of the name Jesus. But it is the relationship that you have with Jesus that makes the difference. That gives you the authority to command. Are you in a relationship with Jesus? If you are in a relationship with Jesus, you can command. These ones were busy trying to command. Relationship zero. They knew the trick. They knew the Jesus issue that everybody who is casting out is just saying in the name of Jesus. You stand there and says, hey, make a feast for women. They'll say she is made. Don't listen to her. They'll never. It's, when the devil does not take you serious, it's, it's a problem. That, mm. <laughs> nah, that one, leave him. Just church language. <clears throat> Humility zero. You are fortunate you are not wounded and you never ran naked. You are fortunate, very fortunate. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> the sons of Skeva, they ran. But here's a good, you are not really fortunate. It's because you, you have a relationship with Jesus. You are in the palace, so you have authority. So learn to exercise authority. Okay? Everything that we spoke when we say the king made applies when the queen is making. It's authority. It's words that we speak. But those words, they are coming from a relationship. So another person called queen, if they say the same words that Vashiti said, Vashiti's words were going to produce a feast. Queen from Umtata, right? Her words were not going to produce anything. Name your child today, Siri or Ramaphosa. Let him have a press conference. We don't listen to him. <laughs> because Siri, we know. But who are you? He says, I know there's Siri who is speaking on TV. Who is that Siri? <clears throat> Does he know how to put on a mask? <clears throat> so relationships are governed by revelation. Okay? Every relationship is governed by, by revelation. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the authority, exousia, that is the Greek word, the right, the power to become children of God, those who believe in his name. So before you declare and speak authority, you should have a relationship 
Because your authority is from a relationship that you have with Jesus. And the good news is you have that relationship because of the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. To further strengthen my point that it's not what you say. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. So the king made a feast. The queen makes a feast. <clears throat> what the king, we are deriving everything from what the king has already established. So whatever you bind, whatever you declare improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. So we look at the king, we look at the heaven, and we say, whatever heaven says, we will say. Or whatever you lose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. If you are busy doing your prayer band the whole night, saying stuff that are not said in heaven about you, then you call yourself a prayer warrior. I'm a prayer warrior. Prayer warrior. <clears throat> God does not need warriors. God needs a relationship with children. She says, oh, no, I made a feast. <laughs> I'm a feast warrior. I'm a prayer warrior. I made a feast. <sighs> huh. It's just the mind of fighting. Every time you just think you are being fought and you want to fight, you are being fought, you want to fight. Stop going to the gym for muscles to fight. Your power is not in your muscle. Your power is in your words. And the revelation that you have of the relationship that you have with the king. Okay? So, <clears throat> yeah, I know this verse, it's for another sermon, another day. It's a series on its own. <laughs> so that I finish this, let's, let's, Let's go back to Esther chapter 1, verse, verse 9. I want the last part there, then we go home. <clears throat> Queen Vashti also made the feast for the women in the royal palace which belonged to King Ahasuerus. The royal palace belonged to the king because everything in the kingdom belongs to the king. So she made a feast in the palace that belonged to the king. So everything that we do, we do in the territory that the king has already given us. We cannot make a feast in another territory, in another palace. Because where we make the feast is determined by our relationship with the king. We are always where the king is. Okay? We are always where the king is. Today, I want you to know and understand the authority that you possess given to you by God, by virtue of your relationship with him. You were once not a people, but now you are a people. You were once without God and without hope, but what do you have now? You have got God. Not the God of so-and-so, the God of me. My God. I call him the God of my wife. 
My God, the God of my wife. Ask her. She'll tell you. I, I say that all the time. The God of my wife. My God, the God of my wife. It's nice. Make it personal. Make it in your house. The God of Bradley, if you are, if you are chill. She's the God of Bradley, the God of Adrian, the God of Rudolph, the God of Rugare, the God I save. What, what, what makes you... Why, why are you not confident that he is also your God? Because the same blood was shed for you. You were brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are no longer strangers to the commonwealth of Israel. He is no longer the God of Israel. He is my God. The God of Densmoande. Ha ha ha. no I will say it in my prayer. My God, the God of Densmoande. Say your name also. Don't say my name. He is your God. That's what makes you think authority belongs to another person. The power is not the Densmoande. The power is God is my God. And if he is my God, what does the Bible say? Can I give you a verse? What does the Bible say? If he is my God, what does the Bible say? By my God, I will leap over a wall. By my God, I will run against the troop. By my God. The Bible does not say by the God of Abraham. By the God of so and so. No. By my God. When is he going to become personal? When is God going to become personal? Your God in your house, in your car, my God, the God of my wife, the God of my son, the God of my daughter, the God I serve. So in case you're wondering, the God that I serve is my God, not made by human hands. Always been there from eternity past to eternity future. No beginning and no ending. The one who sent his only begotten son Jesus to die for us. So that we can also become the many sons that he possesses. We have authority, church. Go tell those devils that you will make me a feast. Go tell them you will make me a feast. One guy, the devil came into his room, a preacher. And shook his bed, you know, shook his bed, and you know, his bed was this side, and he shook the bed and put the bed there. And he woke up, true story. <clears throat> and he rebuked that devil and says, You know what? Out of my house. How dare you come into my house and move my furniture? And the devil left the, the bed, and the devil left. And he says, No, 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 I forgot. Come back, put my bed where it was. my bed where it was. I cannot then put my bed. You move my bed? No way. You fix it. When a thief is caught, that's what the book says, he will not return what he stole. No. He will restore sevenfold what is stolen. That devil is a liar. Whatever he stole, he will restore. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Father, we just pray, praise your name. We bless you for being God in our lives. 
always grateful for your love and your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for always reminding us of who we are in you. We are children. We are sons. We have authority. We have got power. And we shall decree a thing, and it will be established. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.